Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to be talking dairy because it's June Dairy Month. In our spotlight, we're going to look at the cover crop premium that you can now get with your USDA crop insurance. Ag History Minute, we'll look at the 1983 Dairy Act. And Cool Beans, that's corny. We'll have some current events and we'll wrap it all up with our Ag Idiom of the Week. With me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey guys. Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So we went from hot to cold, back to hot. Got a little frosty out there last yeah. weekend. The fourth winter talk was all fun and games last Friday, and then Saturday so morning it was not that funny yep, became <laughs> became real. Yeah. So we had a lot of uh, brown corn, even a little brown beans. Yeah, a little brown beans, man. Well, they're not brown anymore. So well, they're still brown. You just how, can't really see How many see days it did it take to really see it? They say three to five. To max. really... You saw more than the rest of us. So, like, frozen off. like, Monday I was... So, Monday I was looking around, and, like, I was like, oh, you know, there's definitely some damage. And then by, yeah, like, Wednesday and Thursday were the beans I the beans that got hit. I was like, okay, yeah. These so, are really really done for so we we're talking in the past there was the father's day frost do we call this the memorial day frost i mean it didn't yeah. happen right on memorial day but, but it was over like that weekend said, monday yeah. you didn't see it yet and then that was memorial day and right after they that it was there monday i got out and scouted and i was like ah it's no it's not that bad and by wednesday thursday i was a little bit more convinced of some some issues so i, I usually don't mind a little bit of swearing but hearing the f word all week the, the freeze word is what i'm <laughs> I was just That's sick right. of the F word. I heard someone say the D word last night at dinner, and I just couldn't handle it. So, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, the D word would be dirt. Oh. It's soil. <laughs> I thought you were going to be drought. I'm like, we're not in drought. <laughs> no. Some places are. The D word as in dirt. 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 Joe Dirty. But yeah, I don't know. Crazy week. That's for sure. You know what else is cold? LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron sucks. Yeah, he's really good at basketball. I just, he's, I think he's soft. But yeah, had some issues on the court. Couldn't get it done. Walked away last night. The, last night he they referred to. He didn't shake hands or anything. He just. Uh, that was two games. That was I two think games ago. Last right? night when they lost and were eliminated, he stayed till the end. But two nights ago, right. they were getting bolt raced before the game was over. He walked. yeah, he walked off with like yeah. five and a half minutes left. Did yep. Randy Moss do that too? Uh, somebody compared it to Des Bryant as well. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Um, they referred to Anthony Davis as Street Clothes Davis last night. That was pretty savage, I thought. Um, but, yeah, not a great look for the Lakers. LeBron's first ever first-round playoff loss. series loss. Yeah. So I'm, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, I do not like him. I think <laughs> it's cool that Frank the Tank, Frank Kaminsky, old yeah. Badger beat beat them That's frank the awesome. tank of badger's lore yeah i do i do like frank so that's a good thing but yeah right. now now we just can wait wait on the bucks now get it going tomorrow, win another series like, yep tomorrow night yep. win another series let's go you ready for the 90 degrees tomorrow today today tomorrow sunday Yesterday, monday, monday. tuesday is like 86 so really not that great of a break well Normally, I'm going to my in-laws this weekend. Ooh. Normally, that's a really good thing when it's hot because they have a pool. Problem, 
the new pool needs to be put up this weekend. Oh, so, you, so who's doing the so new? Who's putting the pool up? Uh-huh. That you guy. see, so I get to work on the pool, but probably not actually ever be in it this weekend, which is really going to be great when it's... And then they well, put, the upside is that if they get it filled, it'll be nice and cold. They put well That's water true. in it, right? It's going to be like 50 yeah, degrees. Straight, straight, out, like straight out of the hose, cold, man. You, you go into shock, like yeah. 90 degree air into 50 degree water. I think, I think it might be hot enough and sunny enough that the liner will be warm enough that it'll actually warm some of the water pretty quick. You probably have to take a shower before you get in the pool, though, if they get it filled, because you'll be just drenched in sweat. Yeah, I'll be like, I'm gonna ruin your, I'm gonna ruin your pool liner in the first day just with the grime that comes off of me from putting it up. Yeah, no, so I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll do a little boat in action. I don't know. Who knows? Fishing? Eh, Too hot for fishing? I like fishing. I like fishing a lot. I don't know. We'll see. Big weekend, hopefully. It's good. Yep. All right, you guys ready to get into some June Dairy Month enjoyment? Yes. A June is the best month. Bonjour, oh. you cheese-eating surrender monkeys. All right, thank you. Thank you, groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready. June is a pretty good month, especially if you like dairy um, in Wisconsin. Cause and 90-degree weather, great for ice cream. It is Ooh. great for ice cream. It's good for putting your cheese curds on the dash and getting them a little squeaky, you know, when you get yeah. cold ones. Just don't leave them too long. You might have a puddle of cheese. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, then it's it is gross. I've eaten that. Cheese after. slime. It's, it turns really quick. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take long. It goes from perfectly squeaky to mush. So today we're gonna do a, a cheese sampler, cheese curd sampler. Uh, this is our fir- this will be our first event for June Dairy Month. So I got uh, six different cheese curds here from hopefully six different. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say it, plants. I guess. How come? Hopefully, they should be. Well, you know, I, if you know anything about the cheese curd industry, is sometimes they get made and then just get sold in a different bag. So I know, like Ellsworth Creamery, they make a lot of curds in the state of Wisconsin. So a lot of white curds come out of Ellsworth. Um, anyway, so we we do have we have six six here for you guys to try. And if you can tell me where they came from or which one you like the best, either one I'll take. I just do we get I, the list of where the possibilities? Yeah. Are? Um, so we have um, and there's an Ellsworth, a uh, Hennings cheese curd. Uh, Simon's cheese out of Little Shoot. Um, there is Springside out of Okana Falls, and then we have two from Dupont. Dupont and a Scraze. A Scraze, that's right. Which those I did think were from Belle Plaine cheese or Creamery, but they get them brought right. in and sold. So, like you say, they're they're. Yep. Re, you know, like yeah. you say, it's it's very odd reselling. So, are you guys orange or white? Like, are yellow or white? Both. Which one are you? A- Gotta go to the white both. curd. Really, both, both. white white curds are it, see, so I, much better. See, and I have a favorite depending on where I go. Like Hennings, I personally like their white curds better. But yeah, go ahead, guys, dig it's in. It's just the, I mean, it's just the coloring too. It no, really isn't. No, it's no, different. Okay, they are. Yeah, it's different, Todd. It's different. <laughs> I think there is actually. Don't talk I think there actually is a different kind of like salt. Different color M and M's. I think they use different salt. I think I don't really know, but I think so. Do you guys want to try some cheese curds and we'll do some trivia at the same time? Does that sound good? Sure. And then you guys can kind of give your opinion when we get to the end. So just remember which which uh, which gravy boat do you eat out of? Which, remember which one you like best. And they should be almost squeaky. They should they've been sitting out on the table long enough now that they should be warming up a little bit. Getting close. Getting there. All right, so we'll go with our first trivia question. How many pounds of milk to make one pound of Wisconsin cheese? Mm. 
And I'm not, I didn't put any multiple choice on here. I'm going to rely on you guys, or you guys are going to have to rely on your own brains to come up with the answers here. I'm going to say a round number of 10. I would say, I want to say, yeah, it's between eight and 10. Somewhere. Yeah, this brings me back to the old uh, dairy trivia. What did they call that in 4-H? Dairy quiz bowl. Dairy quiz bowl, yes. Uh, do they still do dairy quiz bowl? Up, to, I hope up so. until a couple of years ago. I yeah. COVID may have yeah, maybe. finished but that off. Dairy but Quiz Bowl, this was definitely something you needed to know, and it was 10 pounds. It is 10 pounds, so I thought I'd give you guys a nice You knew that, Todd. You weren't guessing? Not guessing. No, because that was one. That was like a staple. Like He scrolled knew. to the bottom and checked the sheet. Don't, no, don't, I didn't don't believe his don't. lies. Hey, no scroll to the bottom, <laughs> Bill, you cheater. <laughs> now we know I the did. answers are... The, no, so you had to know that. You had to know like how many stomachs a cow had. You had to know... Breeds. Just like layups, like, like those, those, were the yeah, layups. those were the easy Round ones. One. And then, how yeah, many stomachs does a cow have, Todd? Oh, wait, that's a question later. Oh, I guess we can do it now. Oh, we is do that now. one of them? Is yeah. that like, <laughs> I, didn't even, <laughs> I didn't look at the whole that's list. question eight. <laughs> we can Sorry. do it now, though. We can just All move right. them out of order. How many stomachs it's does a four cow stomachs. have? It's, no, they have one they, with four compartments. Yeah, yeah. wrong, point. Todd. True, but that's I threw that one in there a little trickster. Good thing you didn't grow up on a farm, Todd, around many of these animals. I like I like that one because that is, I mean, when you're in second grade. And you go to the farm tour, they tell That's you cows have four, four stomachs. stomachs. Yeah. They don't do the whole, it has one with four compartments. Like your whole life, you kind of grow up. If, you, if you're if you not actually around a farm, like if you, the field trip is all you get, like you think they have four stomachs. But they actually have one, four compartments. So, um, Can we, you name them, Max? No, I can't. You can't? I Matt can't. probably can from... Abba Mason, Rumen. Oh, Mason. Omasum and what's the fourth one? Um, Come on, reticulum. reticulum. It's the honeycomb yep. one. Nice. I knew rumen and reticulum. Do you know what the the one that's most like our stomach? Abo. Abo Yeah. Because which which one do they when you get a twisted stomach? It's the Abo Mason twist. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the LDA. Yeah, uh, it's a left displaced Abo Mason or an RDA. So it's right so any dairy farmers that want to hear crap people talk poorly <laughs> about <laughs> about dairy, dairy stuff, yep. the, you've came to the right place. All right, so Wisconsin Dairy generates how many different careers, both on and off the farm? And I believe this is not like how many jobs; it's how different like types careers. of jobs. Like, like, like there's you know, in a cheese plant, there can be 400 cheesemakers, but how many different jobs are created from in Wisconsin. Any guesses here, guys? 50. 50. All right. Matt, what are you thinking here? I'm going to go with like mm, 250. Okay. Todd? Oh, not in front of his microphone. He's eating cheese curds now. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it Lois? Mm, closest without going over. One. God, this is not... Todd guessed one. I don't know if you can hear him because he didn't get close to his mic. This is not the price is right. But <laughs> a thousand. A thousand. And um Matt's gonna be the winner here because he guessed two fifty and it's three hundred actually. Well it balls. Which I actually was a little surprised by. Um but when you start thinking about, you know, like us, I mean we're without Right. I mean, yeah, we could exist without crops, but really without dairy, you know, our job kinda changes quite a bit you think about all the fertilizer plants and cheese plants and milk haulers and manure haulers and you know dairy extension agents like if there's no dairy there's no dairy extension agents so you know there's a lot of jobs that get created that you don't really think about and that's why in the question i did say both on and off the farm so uh how many different types of cheese are produced in wisconsin um 50 nine it's gotta be higher than that a thousand. 
Taj is staying with one number all every that, guess. That, it's like circling C on a test. This is just well, just roll. just in our local area. No, we've got like fresh mozzarella and cheddar and blue cheese. That's and like three. I'm gonna say three hundred and twenty-six. Three hundred and twenty-six. I'm gonna revise mine to a hundred and fifty. Six hundred, actually. Whoa. Wow, that's a lot of different kinds of cheese. I don't know if you count you count cheddar, aged cheddar, like each aging, like it's one year, two year, three year, four year, five it's year. Still cheddar, it's just yeah. How do you count the age, the different years as different cheeses? But I mean, when you start getting in some of the specialty cheeses that are made in Wisconsin that are almost exclusively made in Wisconsin, there's a lot of options. I think you count like you have cheddar, mild cheddar, cheddar, sharp, sharp cheddar, yep. extra sharp. But then once you're aging, it's the same cheese. It's just being aged for right. a specific amount of time. I don't know if how they how you're in the 600 that was counted, but sure. Okay, so what year was the first June dairy breakfast? Oof. Um. Well, I was born in '84. This is actually so I thought this was is this in the state early. of Wisconsin. Yes. 1962. I feel like we did this like, once. I'm gonna go 58. Bill? 72. Oh, 1970, which actually yeah, was cool. earlier than I thought. I I assumed, I mean, I was born in 96 and nothing really happened before then. So Zero. I assumed it was 96. <laughs> the world started <laughs> yeah. in 1996. The Packers won the Super Bowl. Max was born. I mean, I don't know what else you needed. I graduated high school that year. <laughs> I needed that. We, we were in middle school. Yeah, middle school. Probably sixth grade, I think, 96, depending on what end of 96 you're talking. So this next question, I thought I saw this actually yesterday somewhere, and I was like, I got to make sure I get this one in here. So if Wisconsin was listed as its own country, where would it rank in world cheese production? Its own country. I know this because I saw it last night. Probably saw it. Probably the same person I saw who shared it, shared shared it on your page. I know it, so I'm not going to answer. All right. Todd? Where does Wisconsin rank? I mean, you'd have to have like, like third, because there'd be some European places that would beat us, and I would think uh, I'm going to go like Australia and number two. Yeah, we would actually be number four. Ah. Number four. So the U.S. is number one. I got. I can look. Oh, like we're comparing against ourselves though. Too. Well, yeah. You. I mean, you still have to count. You know, all the countries. What I think we are ahead of. Italy, which yeah, so kind of uni- surprised me actually. United States is thirteen point one billion pounds. Germany is five point five billion pounds. France is four point three billion pounds, and Wisconsin is three point four billion pounds. <laughs> like, like we really compete, man. Oh yeah. And then Italy and Russia are the next two. Which Russia, I Russia guess, surprised me a little bit. But, but when you think about how big, big of a country, when yeah. you think about how big of a country it is, you're like, they gotta make some, right? So. It's not the first thing I think of, though, like, oh, I need some Russian cheese curds. Come get yeah. Siberian cheese. I don't think it's I could tell cold. you. I don't think I could tell you a Russian cheese. Like, I don't think uh, I know one. Putin is Russian <laughs> for cheese. Putin is Russian for everything. Everything is Putin. <laughs> Putin, the cheese in your mouth. So, so here you go, Matt, with your with your uh, your you know Italian cheeses here. Roughly one-third of Wisconsin's cheese production goes to which Italian-style cheese? Parmesan. That's what I would say, too. Parmesan? Are you guys being serious? That's your guess? Or Asiago? Todd? You need some music. No, yeah. I, 
Do, no, no, a lot of do, do, Italian do, style do, cheeses. Do, do. Romano. I don't know. Dude, it's mozzarella, you guys. Oh, oh yeah, I guess I did. That was. I was. Too, yeah, I that thought you guys were joking. Like, it's such a common cheese. Yeah. I guess I don't even consider it an Italian style. Well, cheese. so, like, if you go to um, uh, Belgioso, Denmark is like one of the largest mozzarella plants like in the world. Like, we were in Miami once and they had fresh mozzarella and it was packaged in denmark so we drove you know from 15 minutes on the road from denmark all the way down to miami to buy denmark cheese it was a real real big vacation for the garvey family it is fun though sure. to see that yeah it was awesome like you know as a kid growing up you know loving the dairy industry. i went to um we went my wife and i went to new york we had she had a conference outside in new york city in a little town and i went to the grocery store to get a few things and there was kakana spread cheese oh yeah in the yep in the little, grocery little store, a cold pack. It was it was the containers of spread cheese. It was yep. awesome. One of one of my in laws talks about being at a bar in Germany, and they had a you know a spread of like crackers and cheese, a charcuterie. And he will. he's from Kakana, was over there. I don't know why, and was like, man, this cheese is awesome. Like the spread cheese is really good. Where'd you get it? And it was Kakana spread cheese in Germany. In Germany. And he's like floored by that. Of see, it's I, very good. Kakana is this, is. This really is going to be good. sacrilegious, but... Did he then ask for a Miller Lite and get punched? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but No, I, Bush Latte. I actually, <laughs> God, I actually prefer Merck's over a Kakano. Oh. I'm a big Merck's guy. Is that next week we're going to do... A Mer- yeah, we can do spread, spread cheese. Dude, Don, Don spread cheese? I'm a big Don spread cheese guy. You have port wine? Well, they, or? Got, no, they have a, like a, that's a different category where it's like... No, the, what You know on. what the deli like makes? Chive and onion and a cheddar like yeah and you side. gotta go right down the middle swipe them both at once Got it. deadly so what's your mercs go to port wine uh i don't know i go back and swiss forth. almond no not swiss almond oh. i do not like swiss almond yeah. that's not the one for me man <laughs> i like the port wine no oh, the classic classic like, extra sharp yep, cheddar classic extra sharp with the blue top mm, that's the one mm. that's what grandma always had in the fridge man so we got spread cheese at grandma's but Anyway, so next question. What percentage of Wisconsin dairy farms are family owned? And I think this is a really like big 100. question. 100. I mean, everybody's got a family. So <laughs> technically, he's not right. Technically, wrong. everybody, yeah. I think this is a really big question that some people are going to be surprised at this percentage. Cause so it's not 100. <sighs> it's like 98. I'm going to say, like, yeah, it's a high 90s. got to be like 97, 98. Yeah. It's 95. 95, yeah. So, and I don't know if that's like they take the total number of dairy farms and do it, or if that's like the not like based on the percentage of production, but 95% of dairy farms are. Well, and everybody listening understand, a lot of people listening understand that because they work with them, but the average person sees the. That big farm they drive down the road and just assume it's that's yeah. owned yeah. by some if, corporation if some, in China. If it's a KFO, right. it's yeah. But it, it's actually owned by three, you know, the father and then their his three sons, or and they all have families and their kids are on the farm now too. So I've had this discussion a lot in the last couple of years with people like, like why, why is there such a a negative impact or a negative connotation on. on you know, family farm versus big farm. I said, well, most big farms really are family farms. I mean, when you have four brothers, you have to support. You can't do that on forty cows. Yeah, we used it just to, doesn't. We used to support four out. brothers on a hundred milk and one hundred and forty, and now 
we can't do that anymore. So we got to have you know six hundred or seven hundred, and that's the Man, way it's you've talked be. about is your your grandpa would have like he and his brothers all got a farm like yep. that's what yeah my great my like, great grandfather that's how it used to be is that's why there are small farms is yep. it didn't work for everybody to sort of all work together is you went and you you got your own farm and yeah traditionally probably the oldest got the home farm and yeah then, and yeah. then everybody else maybe didn't get anything or if they could split it off they could but now it's just become easier on a lot of these farms is they they work together. They specialize in something more specific. And they got a, a crop they, guy, a cow guy, and a mechanic. And uh, even more than that, Max, you got like this guy hauls the milk. This guy, yep. you know, helps with manure. This it, it's getting even more specific now too. That there's roles for everybody on the farm. And, and I think one of the really impressive things is when you see like, hey, this this you know this brother or sister, they really didn't want anything to do with the farm. They have nine to five jobs in an office building but their kids want to work on the farm with Uncle Rick or whatever. Like, you know, so even these families that are getting away, somehow their kids still end up back in it, which I think is cool, but yeah. But think of the efficiencies, though, that we have today, and that's why we need this. Like, that's why we're all coming back together and not those three brothers have three separate farms because it's more efficient to have one. I think it's efficient, and you get more time off. You know, the, the... Well, you can walk away. Four brothers, everybody can get a weekend. Right. Or a day. Yeah. Or a day. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, this one, uh, name the four Wisconsin counties with a four to one or higher ratio of cows to humans. You can name even two of the counties. Marathon. Kiwani. Clark. Brown. No, Brown. There's too high of a population. It's a lot of cows, but. But a lot of people. They have a lot of. You got to think of like, yeah, where there's. You got to balance where there's a lot of cows. Like it wouldn't be like Dane because of Madison. Right. Dane would be out because of Dane and Milwaukee counties, definitely. And then I would think Brown would be out because of Green Bay. Bay. So yeah, Kiwani. Marathon Kiwani. Those are like layups. Those got to be right. And And then then I guess Clark to add to it. Some of the, I'm going to say Pierce. Two of these actually surprised me, but two, Sha- of, them, two of them were... Any, anything close to us. Yeah. Yep. Shano? Kiwani. Shano? Kiwani. That's close to us. Yeah. That one, okay. Clark. Yep. Tiger. That's Tiger. not a super big surprise. Then these other two were a little bit more surprising to me. Buffalo. Okay. Which, if you've ever been to Buffalo County, it's pretty easy to figure out because there's only about 27 people in the Pierce. entire county. Yeah, you were not far. The only other one would Pepin County would have been a Pepin, yeah, yeah. Pepin County would have been a good guess, and then Lafayette County, which that one kind of that one. Kinda, Where's that one? That's down by like Iowa. I say yeah, that's south S- southwest oh, of Wisconsin. So yeah. it must be like not Lancaster. with a big city like Platteville sure. in it. But enough. I suppose Marathon is Wausau in Marathon County. Yeah, Wausau. Yep. Oh, Marathon, yeah. yeah, and I think is Maryland also in Marathon County. Merrill? Merrill. Merrill. Which is, yeah. which is a decent oh, enough sized town. No, that's what I thought he said too. It was no. like Maryland? No, Maryland. Merrill. Is a, is a which is a, probably a decent enough sized town that it can it can take out take out some of those cows. So all right. And then one more question. We'll do one more question today. What is the average number of cows on a Wisconsin dairy farm? Today. 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 This is as of April, I believe it was April first, twenty twenty one. That's a that's a really tough one. It was this number. I kind of yeah. I was surprised. I'm gonna say 400. No, it's in the. I'm gonna guess 250. That's I was thinking around yeah 200 or 250. So I'll go three 300. 186. Wow. No, that was lower than I thought. I kind of thought yeah. it'd be more like that 400 range, yeah, but 186. So 
Yeah. But that is I that is milking cows only, so that's not total cattle on a farm. Yeah, and I, we kind of live in a highly dense population of large farms, too. You get out maybe the western or northern part of the state, and they're smaller. There are still guys that are milking 20 cows in places. So Yeah. Not many, but there is. they do still exist, which 20, 20 definitely brings down the uh, average a little bit. So you guys did a pretty good job. Yes, they were job. close on a f- number yeah. of these. The counties one I thought would be fun. There, I was looking at the table last night, the, that is, that the is cow cool. density table. We got 50%. Yeah. Was it Lafayette County, like Platteville's barely not in it. Yeah. So oh, I'm mean, sure that's like, what does that's it. what does it. I mean, like it's Darlington, Shoulesburg. Is Lancaster in South Wayne. Blackhawk no. is there. That must be the next one. North is Monroe in Lafayette Argyle, no. Lamont, Wyota. Argyle. Other, yeah. Like the South. Belmont. Cuba City, Cuba City too is like barely out, so like you got. Yeah, but Cuba City is not a very big town. It's not small. I'm just saying to get Cuba this City's ratio. Same size you, as Freedom. I do like the reading. Cuba of the City's names bigger too. than Freedom. Yeah. You said Belmont is it? La- I do like the reading of the names. Yeah. See if oh. if they would have kept the original state of Wisconsin capital in Belmont. Oh yes, then it would have been. Then much maybe Dane County would be. And there's your egg history minute. The <laughs> there's a bonus. Wisconsin state bonus capital egg. used to be what was it Belmont? They were, they were considering Belmont. That's where it was going to be. And then uh, Doty, Judge Doty, <laughs> had a bunch of crappy land. Had this really crappy land in a place between two lakes. He's like, hey, you guys should put the capital here. And that became Madison. And now we have the Isthmus. Good. Well, yeah, good job, guys. Keep keep working on it. I'm sure there will be a couple more trivia questions before the end of June. How many you got can, in the hopper here? Another uh, 30? I could, I could probably come up with another 10 pretty easy. 10 good ones. I mean, there's some that I, you know, they're kind of layups that I don't really want to put in there. I do like the how many. Oh, I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I don't want to ruin it. I'll save it. Let you, one of you guys have it. I'll text. I'll, I'll text it in the group chat so you guys can have it to put on one of your episodes. <laughs> All right, so there you go. There's a little dairy trivia for the first episode here of June Dairy Month. Oh, we got to do our curds. Oh, yeah, want to wait till the, the end of the episode. No, we do the curds. No. I want to do the end of the episode. Did, did, okay. did you get to try? Oh yeah, all of them. I'm I am set with the curds. All right, all right let's go. Let's what, go. What were, go by the companies one more time. Okay, so we had a, a Hennings, Simons, Ellsworth, uh, Scrays. Uh, what did you say was the one? The other one that you got? Dupont. Yep. Dupont and a Springside. Which before we start, I generally think Springside has the best cold curds. Which we this is a cold curd test because a cold curd and a warm curd are completely different. Yeah, we couldn't run this morning and grab them fresh. So because a, fre- a fresh curd, I think Hennings beats anybody's, but cold curd is usually for me is a Springside. So we got to guess which one is which. You and can just what's your favorite? Yeah, yeah, whatever you guys I, want. So I like, think I think. <clears throat> yeah, should we? We're gonna go. Are we going to go? Who who guesses them so, more Matt, correctly? Or Matt, not? you're going to post the picture of the little. Yeah, boats I took a here. picture of the boats. Yep. Uh, how about this? You guys keep track of how many points you scored by right. which ones are best, and then you guys can do your rankings. How's that? So, uh, and then who gets them right or not? Yeah. Okay. So number one was a Hennings. Number two was Simons. Yep. Number three was Ellsworth. Yep. yep. Number Scrays. Number four was Scrays, yep. which is a white. Five was. Uh, DuPont, DuPont, and six was a Springside. You guys all get them all right? I got two right. I was also two. I, I flubbed like Simons and Hennings. I both thought were... I, I flipped five and six. Yeah. So I had and if you, look, four, four. if you look at the boats, the Simons and the Hennings look really close to the mm-hmm. same. They do. They, who knows? They could be. Is, the, that curd is... Isn't that like a... It's just 
really good textured curd, yep. a good size to it. You get a lot of little bits sometimes in them, but they're they're really good. You know, but I always yeah, thought Dupont. Size, I always so. thought Dupont was had the little bits, like quite yeah. a bit of them, and I don't mind the little bits. Those are good too. But it was mm. great yesterday morning coming into work. I was listening to the uh, sports talk radio, and there's a national lady that does stuff. Yep. Amy Lawrence, I think her name is. Oh, yeah. And she must have family from Wisconsin. She's from Wisconsin. A-Law a- Radio. Yeah, and somebody called in. No, she, yeah, from she's Co- from Wisconsin, and then her fam- a lot of her family still lives yeah, here. Yeah, and somebody called in from Kakana and was like, yeah, when you come, you got to go to Simon's Cheese on County Highway N, and he like explained exactly where the cheese plant was. It was... Next to Evergreen Power. Yeah, yeah. Not, not that. But Didn't yeah, get that, because was... that's what Evergreen Power, when they advertise, they say, across right, the road, Simon's Cheese. cheese. Um, but the other, the nice thing about Hennings, I know for sure is they actually have a curd sorter, so they get all little bits out and then you can buy those separate. Like, sure, like it, it's like buying shredded the, cheese. The fines. Like it's the like bits? buying, like if you like buy shredded cheese. Do they discount the bits or? No, it? it's the same. I mean, they okay. sell it by the pound, but it's priced like shredded cheese. So you get like bacon bits and the fines out of the curds and then mix it up in your salad. Yep. Whoa. So, okay. So we'll go bill, bill first. Which one was your favorite? And bill? be honest, not now that you know the brands. Actually, the... Um, number four was actually my favorite. That's a Scray's white. Yep. Number four is your I br- favorite. I brought the number six. The and that's normally your favorite. It, it is my favorite. Yep. But See, and I still think Springside is the best cold curd. So yep. it was good. I, w- I went there yesterday and watched the cheesemakers, you know, making it up. Scray's was interesting because when I picked them up yesterday, the first bag I had tasted like the table they were sitting on. <laughs> There's such a did, like. Did you lick the table? Is that how you know I, that's, just, what that's what the the other guys with me were like, what? It had this, this very like funky, this. like you know how when you have a banana next to your f- sandwich and your lunch and yep. it kind of tastes banana-y? It was like that, that it was just... Mm, this tastes like table. It was like very weird. And yeah, they it, they had to like just settle out and then they're good. They're good, like they're such a pure cheese curd that they're awesome. They're, they're just... So Matt, which one, uh, which one do you give the win to today? It was hard. I kind of wanted to go like a favorite orange, favorite white. Cause yeah. Okay, go ahead. Favorite orange, favorite white. You can do that. Favorite orange was number two. That, the Simons. Simons. Yep. And then my favorite white was the Scrays. Okay. And I, I think overall I, I'd give it to the Scrays. The Ellsworth white is a very good curd if you get those fresh. Yep. At the... So... I'll say, I'll say this. If I'm buying cheese curds in a gas station, you know, like middle of nowhere and you're kind of hungry and you want to go curds... And Ellsworth is not going to disappoint you ever. They're the same every time. Like as far as gas station cheese curds go, or sometimes you know when they have them up by the counter, and then like, yeah, I don't know if I want to eat those. And Ellsworth is always, always good. They're always the same. There's no inconsistencies with them. So I do like do like an Ellsworth every once in a while. But so so you so you said the Scray's white and the Simon's yellow was your favorite. Mm-hmm. All right, Todd. Mine was number one. The Hennings. Uh, Hennings. Yep. That was. That's yours, Matt. Max? Yeah, I really like a Hennings White Fresh. Mm. That's my favorite. Probably my favorite cheese curd. Like Henni- Hennings none. lives up to Max's talk because I blindly ate them. And I, I know about which one the Simons was, and I actually thought that it was the Simons when I was eating it. And it, yeah, They're it was, very similar curd, but yeah. very similar. I can't believe that we had this much in-depth curd talk, but then I think about it, and I do actually like very... I'm very like... Uh, particular about my curds and i will scrutinize a curd for the slightest like i when i was talking to the curd lady yesterday picking them up she's like well yeah we used to be at this cheese company but we didn't really like you know it had a lot of crumbles and texture was a little off sometimes and all like 
yeah, there's some people that are really intense in their curd. Well, just visually, like <clears throat> the Hennings, the Simons, and the Springside all kind of have like a sheen to them. Yep, yep. And then you get the DuPonts a little more of a dull, and then the Ellsworth and the Scrays. The Ellsworth has kind of a different looking look to it and a little bit of texture, whereas the Scrays has kind of the similar look to the orange curd. The Ellsworth to me is like more creamy. Yep. Yeah, it's got yep. It's not Which that, Ellsworth like, creamery would make right, sense. Right, it's not like a cheese, like a normal curd where you kind of bite it and it. It's almost oily a yeah, little bit. Yeah, the Ellsworth like, ones are a little bit more creamy. It's almost like yep. a soft cheese, like yeah. a, like cream cheese type of yep. yes. texture. Yep. Yeah, curd curd nerds over here. <laughs> curd nerds. I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. God, again, this is hard for me to say. Culver's cheese okay. curds are not good cheese curds. I just want to put that out there. Just they're not. They are not as a as a state. I will support Culver's and everything they do, but we need to stop. We need to normalize not loving Culver's cheese curds because they are not good cheese curds by our standards. Max, I agree. Yeah, see, thank you. I do. No, the, My, the French fries and cheese curds, like their deep fried items, are definitely like their onion rings. Two are, their onion rings are, are they good? I've never had yes. phenomenal onion okay. ring. Their cheese curds. I, and I still will eat them, and they're still fine. But, but you're not going to go they, order them. They have to be fresh. Well, and the, the you thing have to is, be hot because by yeah. the time you get home, like you get Culver's, and they're cold. They taste way. Different. And, Did you ever get their big old family pack for like eight bucks or whatever? You get like just a huge curd? tray of. Them. I did it. I did awesome. it with their onion rings. It's a large okay. to go container full the, of onion rings. This is blowing my mind. I didn't even know yeah. you could do this. No, it's, so and what I mean by Culver's cheese curds aren't that good is people talk about them like they're the best cheese curds in Wisconsin, and they're not. Like. They are not. They are not the best cheese When you're curds. talking deep fried, too, nothing beats a, a, a county or state <sighs> fair. Just mm-hmm. beer better. Beer, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, this oh, the, little ranch. The what Great Wisconsin it? Cheese Festival. I mean, if you've never been there. But that'd there, be that type, though. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I can't like, even tell you the, from the a, name of the one at the fair. I just know it's the yellow. Yes. Like trailer. Yellow trailer. That serves <laughs> yeah. mozzarella sticks and cheese curds. Yeah, what's your go-to? The sticks or the curds? Curds. Go-to is the curds. I do like the sticks as well. But the sticks just are a little bit um, hit or miss sometimes. Yeah, sticks can go too fast too. You know, curds you can kind of eat while you're walking around, and always by the time you get to the bottom of the, the tray, you know they're still good. Sticks, you know, the first two are usually really good, but three, four, and five they start to slack off a little bit. Have you ever tried doing curds in your air fryer? Yep. Is that any good? It's all right. It? Okay, not it's all right. It's not the same. It's a deep fried or nothing. It's usually how I determine. Or how I judge a bar is by their cheese curds. If they have have cheese curds, I'll try them. Uh, Anduzzi's my least favorite. And number number one reason is that they come on a bed of French fries. If I order cheese curds, I don't, I want, don't French want French fries. fries. <laughs> like they cheap out on you, and they they charge you pretty much the same price any other bar would charge you. But it's like sixty percent French fries, and then the curds dropped on top. Unreal. So you're on. You're on it, notice. Did you ever get like French fries when you get that sneaking curd in there? Like that's oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like that's, finding a twenty dollar bill in your pocket. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. Whereas like what you're saying, Matt, is like, Free yeah, curd. I don't want, I don't want my right. Like, French fries are great in their own, but not you. You don't be French right. if I order my curds. If I order an order of cheese curds, I don't. I expect it to be cheese curds. If you wanted fries, you'd order them. <laughs> you know who had really good cheese curds was the cannery. Yeah, it's not they, going anymore. But yep, you place, and I were there that one day. Oh, those, those were awesome were, cheese curds. Yeah, Good even Dairy curds. Queen, not bad. Like their cheese curds aren't aren't bad. All right, it's okay, Max. We 
you exercised your demons. The, the Craig cult. Culver will hate you, but listen. Everyone. And Craig, you know what? Scoopy Craig will haunt your nightmares. Craig, you're a good guy, man. I love everything you do, but your curds, man, they are not. They're not to the standard of Wisconsin cheese curds, and I can't sit by idly and watch anymore. I just can't. No, some, I will eat some this weekend, guaranteed. You've got some some options here, Craig. We just gave you some some pretty good cheese yep. curds. So, anyway, all right. I think that's enough curd talk for the day. Let's move on then to our spotlight for today. I do like the title of this article, Cover Crops Get Premium Treatment by USDA. So farmers are eligible for a premium benefit of up to $5. Whoa, USDA, calm down. Let's not throw money everywhere. (laughs) On an acre on crop insurance coverage if they planted cover crops this year. And that came from USDA's risk management agency on Tuesday. So the so-called pandemic cover crop program is part of the administration's $6 billion pandemic assistance for producers initiative. So if you had your cover crops, you can hopefully get that $5 an acre discount. Yep, it's only 5 bucks an acre, but 5 bucks is 5 bucks, man. It's 500 bucks and 100 acres. Yep, so. I take it. Good times. All right, so keep that in mind if you are doing USDA crop insurance. Now we'll move into our Ag History Minute. Today we're talking about the Dairy Act of 1983 and the creation of the National Dairy Board. The Dairy Production Stabilization Act of 1983 authorized a national producer program for dairy product promotion, research, and nutrition education to increase human consumption of milk and dairy products and reduce milk surpluses. This self-help program is funded by a mandatory 15 cent per hundred weight assessment on all milk produced in the contiguous 48 states and marketed commercially by dairy farmers. It's administered by the National Dairy Promotion and Research Board. The Dairy Act provides that dairy farmers can direct up to 10 cents per hundred weight of the assessment for contributions to qualified regional, state, or local dairy product promotion, research, or nutritional education programs. And if you visit a dairy breakfast, most, if not all, of those are put on by dairy local promotion. dairy boards. Yep. So. So thank your members of your local dairy board for the delicious breakfast that you may receive at any of a number of different counties that are having them. Unfortunately, Outagamie is not having one this year. But what? So what's your favorite Outagamie uh, breakfast item? Oh, yeah. it's, it's all so good. Is it the dustpan eggs? It might be the dustpan <laughs> eggs. Why are you bringing it up? They're not having it this year, Max. You're just getting You're our just, hopes up for like... I'm guilting you into doing another dairy breakfast for us. <laughs> into God. doing it again. I, I would say Outagamies was um, closer to a standard breakfast. Whereas Very much so, yeah. They didn't the throw like the weird yeah. pizza in there. Right. Or yeah, like Kiwani does, does pizza. pizza yeah. which, um, cool. I'm fine with is pizza. it Shano? What does Shano do? They have something different in Shano, I think, usually, too. Well, they call their brunch on the farm instead that, yeah. of breakfast on the farm. But I... I feel like that. Like certain ones have their their signature, like the donuts. I like donuts. Yeah, cinnamon are rolls are awesome. Cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. rolls. Yep. The ice cream at the end probably is what really. Yeah. At where? Autogamy does ice cream. Autogamy was going to change that. Culver's was going to be doing their ice cream 
Well, that they wouldn't be doing ice cream Todd last so year. Last year, they wouldn't be doing ice right. cream Todd. Not they would be doing cedar, custard. From what cedar I, crust, I and I could be incorrect on that, but from what I believe is, yes, it was no longer going to be like hand. How many years? Because many years, many years, I scooped that, and your arm. Well, it was just your arm just hurt after I love the like ro- an hour like of it. The rotating, how they like. Okay, you can scoop like 25, 30 cones, and you got to switch to the next person. Because you, 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 we we had well, some guys it, scooping that were just unbelievably good at it, and then yeah, it was. And depending like, on the weather, you'd have like this rock hard block of ice cream because you had to leave it out, and then it'd be like super on the outside, yeah, but still rock hard and, in the middle, and like spin inside the big. I never, container. I never had to scoop at every breakfast. So. When FFA alumni used to scoop, there was one of the members was looking into making like some sort of cutting machine that would take because those are what. They're not. Five they're five gallon. gallon. Yeah, five gallon. Yeah, maybe maybe they're three, three but they're three, yeah. But yeah. And it would basically like yeah, like slice it into like portions so that you could just take that and put it in cups because of how yeah, much work like it is it. to scoop. I like, like it hand scooped. Makes me feel better. Yeah, what is it? Watch the guys hand scooping lick the, yeah. the liquid ice cream off their hands, and then I never saw that. Mad. Yeah, that I don't know what dairy breakfast you were going to. <laughs> uh, it's just when I scooped. I guess, okay, so. oh, <laughs> now the truth comes. Just out. kidding. I'm just kidding. Mm. But yeah, so there you have it, Todd. What about? Yeah, thank you to all our listeners out there. Please subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate you listening, and please tell a friend, a farmer friend. Any friend that would like to listen would be great. Um, podcasts are becoming a lot more popular. Tell them, hey, go download Podcast Attic on your Android phone or Podbean on your Android phone and go to search Tilth Talk Radio and it'll show up. Or on your Apple device, it's very simple. It's just Apple Podcasts and search Tilth Talk Radio. We also have a browser option. So if you're on your computer and want to listen that way, you can go to tilthegg.com slash podcasts. So... I, if you're listening, you're already doing this, so we appreciate that. We're just wanting you to tell somebody else. That's all we ask. So thank you for listening. And Matt, where can they follow us? Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilt Talk Radio. And if you have any suggestions or topic ideas that you'd like to hear, uh, let us know. I know we do get some feedback every once in a while from some of our uh, friends of the show, some of our loyal listeners. Uh, we had some commentary, and I didn't get a chance. I was going to text him to see what he thought the best brand. So... Uh, Joe mentioned to his sister-in-law, who happened to be at my house last week, that duct brand duct tape was not the best duct tape. But I forgot to ask. I was going to text him and ask him what he felt was the best. Was the best. Yeah. So, so Joe, feel free to either shoot me a text or comment on Facebook. Let us send some samples to the show. Uh, That'd be great. So we can test it out. Let us know your favorite cheese curd, too. (laughs) Yeah. So there is. There you go. Now we'll move into our cool beans. That's corny. So cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Our cool beans this week. U.S. farm exports forecast at 8% above 2014's record. So exports are going well, to say the least, at least the way it's projected. So according to USDA... During this fiscal year, we would be at $11.7 billion in exports, or nearly 8% larger than the 2014 crest of the multi-year commodity boom. So we're in demand, guys. We're doing well. We're the best. When people ask why prices where they're at, I mean, a lot of it's, 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 the, you know, it's exports. Yeah, but why? Why are we exporting that much more? 
China wants it. Uh, yeah, and that's it's always China. There's much other reasons that to be a little bit weary of that, but yeah, <laughs> it's still... they're going to sell it back to us in six months for <laughs> yeah. double when we don't have any. Son of a gun! Got to sell something to make money. Yeah, it's yeah. true. So. Got to what is it? What was our egg idiom? Got to break a few shells to make an omelet. Crack a few eggs. Yeah. No, it's a good thing. I mean, it's a nice, nice outlook, positive outlook at least. Yeah, China reclaimed its spot as the number one customer and accounts for one of every five dollars in overseas sales. So twenty twenty percent basically of Yeah. Yeah, a lot of business. Business is a booming. Which is a good thing. All right. Inevitably we have to get to the that's corny, and this week, as we mentioned earlier, we had freezing temperatures. Late last week, damaged corn and soybeans, and so we had too cool of beans. As I said, that is th- not cool beans. This is actually cool beans that are cor- that is corny because it's literally <laughs> beans that were cool, you know. But yeah, not a great. Well, it's not a great week looking at some stuff, but we will survive. Yeah, I mean, even I forget if it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I was looking at some frosted corn, and that new growth was pushing through, which was a positive sign. So. Hopefully, most of it will look like that as we get back to these fields in the next week and see positive movement, but you yeah. hate to see late frost like that, especially when, I, what did we say in the podcast last week, we were 80% planted nationwide? Yep. And, I mean, it wasn't just us. No, there was North, cooler weather. Through North and South Dakota, I think, got nailed. to the whole Midwest, yeah. So, How, what's, your, what's your expected yield penalty on this frost, Todd? You're saying if you did have to replant or no, no. I'm saying just like what's going to do to expect that much drag. The corn, I I don't think it'll be that bad. No, it's going to be shorter now because it's it's going to be down a couple leaves. Sure. There's another thing called uh, it can get like short husk. I think it's called when they freezes like this. So there's things have exposed ears, right? Right, which is later on where the husk doesn't meet all the way, and then birds come in and wreck it. So I mean, you can get weird stuff to happen later. So honestly, I I mean, we could be as little as one or two percent. It might be as high as ten or twenty, but it it isn't going to be. I got asked that question a lot this week, and it was hard to it's hard to give an answer on that because you don't know the the full repercussions of a frost until you get to. Well, even the, is it dead? It's like, well, we got to wait a few days and see if new growth comes. I mean, you, it's hard to say. Yesterday was the first day I started to feel a little confident saying, yep. What well, so did you say? That? Did right. say wait five days? Right. So yesterday was it's five, day five, five, I think. So that's and, what yeah. you got to do is just be patient, wait. It's like then, it, it should be fine, but yeah. we have to wait. Yeah, yeah. By, by the book, by science, by conventional knowledge, we're okay. But things happen. So it's hard to do. Wait it's five days patient. when you got yeah. such so, a valuable but, crop in the field, and and right now, like this, it's not like it's wet, and we couldn't be planting. We right. could have been planting all week if we had to replant something. That's the that was the part that was the hardest to say. Like no, like just leave the planter in the shed. Like it'll be all right. Like we got to get through this. And now you know this coming week, being like, okay, yep, we got to do something. Now it's like, well, you wasted how many growing degree units, and but. It's but all then, right. but then you're but then you know you don't overdo something where you go replant and then you got. 50,000 plants out there right, and right. the little ones are just weeds and so yeah sometimes you do have to be patient and maybe this heat will help spawn that 
those ones that are behind now from getting frosted should come through a lot better with all the heat we're getting. I, I would think it would be a lot worse if we sat and it was 40 degree highs right. for the rest oh, of the yeah. week. That right, would have yeah. been really hard, right. really hard on it. So, All right. So uh, now a little wrap it up with their egg idiom of the week. So, Max, what do we got this week for our egg idiom? This week we're going to be talking about bringing home the bacon, man. So uh, it means, you know, I think most cued that one up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think most people have heard this one before. So earn income and support your family. What's funny is that it's generally not usually used to reference like agriculture jobs. It's a lot more like the, you know, uh, corporate jobs, like bringing home the bacon. But uh, yeah, the the guy on the farm is actually the one who literally brings Brings home the bacon. So he makes it. He makes the bacon, brings it home, feeds to the family, you know. That kind of stuff. So, bringing home the bacon. Making bacon. Is that what you say when you get home on Friday night, Bill? Just Daddy's me. home and he's got bacon. Do you buy literal bacon and then slam it down on the table? No. And say, brought home the bacon. Did it. We did it. We had a good week. Brought home the bacon. Yep. Not even going to cook it. You guys just eat it just like that. <laughs> just don't bring home turkey bacon, man. That's just it's not. The that's ticket. just disrespectful. Just disrespectful. Or uh, do they make... Some sort of soy bacon product. Oh, I'm sure. Like a tofu bacon. Oh, I'm sure there is. Tofacon. Here's my favorite take on bacon. Bacon. Jim Gaffigan. Beautiful thing on earth. <laughs> Bacon's the best. Even the frying of bacon sounds like applause. It's like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You want to know how good bacon is? To improve other food, they wrap it in bacon. <laughs> for word for bacon, we wouldn't even know what a water chestnut is. <laughs> Thank you, bacon. Sincerely, water chestnut the third. <laughs> and those bits of bacon, bits of bacon are like the fairy dust of the food community. <laughs> you don't want this baked potato? Bring! <laughs> That's your favorite part of the meal. I think uh, Gaffigan's coming to the Rush oh, yeah. Center again this year. Yeah, I thought I saw something about that. I saw him once in person. It was yeah, he's, I, he's really good. I did, did too the last time I was here. He, uh, he was pockets. doing the hot pockets. Yeah, hot pockets. Yeah. Hot pockets. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, I like the the bacon talk in Grumpy Old Men. Okay, that movie. And you know, for breakfast I've, I have two strips of crispy bacon, and for lunch I have a whole pound of bacon. bacon. And for dinner, well, I usually drink my dinner. Anyway. <laughs> Pop, he's like 95 years old or something. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, bacon, no, it's bacon, cheese, and chocolate are like the three, the triumvirate of additives to food to make it taste awesome. If you can't put any of those three on your food, then your food's you, stuck you the way it shouldn't is. be eating it. I right. don't know. It may not be healthy, but it's going to be good. So there you go. That'll do it for this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Pat. This week we talked about June Dairy Month a little bit, and we'll have some Dairy Month-themed topics all month long. In our spotlight, we looked at the cover crop premium that you can get from USDA if you planted a cover crop this past year. Ag History Minute, we talked about the creation of the National Dairy Board and the 1983 Dairy Act. Cool beans was exports are up. That's corny was the freezing temperatures we experienced over the Memorial Day weekend. So, as you're bringing hope in the bacon this week, hope you enjoyed listening. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming.